trying to change patterns, patterns that have been ingrained for such a long time. And you don't need to bite off more than you can chew. The power is in the simplicity of something that you can do very easily that's just beginning to interrupt the broken record of the pattern that you are or that you continue to do. So if you can find one, two, or three simple things that set the spin of the new pattern off in the direction of your growth, then that's all it is. Welcome to the Path Podcast. I'm Mike Salemi. I believe that uncharted trails make the best life stories. So take a deep breath, put one foot in front of the other, and trust the ground under your feet. Join me in discussions on health, performance, business, leadership, and spiritual self-mastery because these topics are windows into how well each of us have learned to trust our own path. Let's go. This is a Soul Fire production. Today is a very special episode of the Path Podcast because I'm not just bringing in one guest to the show today. I'm bringing in four other guests. This is the first time that I've done something like this. And what's really neat is you're going to recognize all of these guests because in some way, shape or form, they've been a past guest on the show. And so today we've got Johnny Suarez, Tyler LaFlock, Drew Versolino, and Justin Bryan here today to share their life experience, their wisdom. And as you're going to hear when we start the show, we are just coming off of one of our monthly men's workouts. And so we are high on endorphins, on movement, on breathing together. And I wanted to pull them into my home right after the workout to get everybody together and essentially have a roundtable discussion or a wisdom circle. Not too long before this, we had all been at the Men of Movement retreat. Everyone does share their unique perspective on the matter of integration. When we attend, whether it's a plant medicine experience or a retreat, or we do any type of deep transformational work, the concept of integration and stabilizing those experiences when we return home to an environment of familiarity is one of, if not the greatest challenges and struggles that we all face. And if you're listening to this show, then I imagine or know that you are someone motivated to explore the inner edges of yourself, to realize a hopefully a greater level of service in the world, a greater level of love and connection with those around you. And so I'm going to let this episode do the talking. Let's get right into it with these five men who once again, I've just got so much love and respect for. Let's get right into it. It's good to see you guys again. Yeah. <laughs> good to see you, brother. Good to be back. We So for context, we just finished and wrapped up our once a month men's workout, which was fire. We had, I was so surprised when I walked outside the front door, see fucking 10 guys right outside ready to roll. And it's just been such a cool experience to see really what me and you, Tyler, started over a year ago. And damn near every single month, we've gotten a group of guys together to connect, to train, to breathe together, to share. And the direction that we're heading is really exciting because our dream is to really build this offering, which is free, by the way. If you're listening, we do not intend on charging for our monthly workouts and these connection sessions. Uh, our goal and our dream is to build this movement of men supporting each other, moving with each other, and growing alongside each other each month. So a uh, side note, if you're interested, <laughs> hit us up. We'd love to have you. Yeah. yeah. But really where we're going to go to today, uh, every single one of these guys here has been a participant at either one or multiple uh, of the Men of Movement retreats. And uh, we've got a few guys here who are facilitators. And so 
What we wanted to do today is to drop in, again, we just finished a dope-ass workout, is to drop in right now and so much as you guys are well aware who have been in this work for years and or facilitated this work, so much of the, the challenges that men face, and not just men, but in this context, men are facing, has to do with they have these amazing experiences. They attend a retreat or maybe uh, some type of uh, peak experience they get to have. They get to open, heal, share, grow, challenge themselves. But one of the biggest difficulties that men are having, and I'm speaking for myself from personal experience, has to do with this area of integration. How do we take these peak experiences, these aha moments, these moments where we get to really touch our edges, and then how do we translate those or how do we keep that momentum going when we return back at home? When there's familiar triggers, environments, work situation, family, there's a lot of history when we go back home. And so what I wanted to do is is we're going to try this almost like a roundtable discussion and I'm going to start with you, Johnny. And the question is this. When you've, if you were to reflect in the past, when it, as it relates to integration, where do you feel that you've kind of struggled in the past with that? And why and how are things different now? What are you doing now? And what are you committed to, to doing things differently to support yourself in the long run with integrating a lot of these messages and these ahas? So part one is where have you identified struggles with integration in the past within yourself and how and why are things different now? Yeah. So I think in the beginning, after having you know those really moving opening experiences, the difficulty was how do I distill this down into practical things that I can do to keep bringing me back to um, what I started to initiate in the retreats. And so I guess uh, initially what was challenging was just finding uh, regular practices and, uh, you know, being back obviously in, as you mentioned, the um, familiarity of uh, my environment, the people, the, the normal things that, that would sort of pull me back into the normal familiar self uh, was challenging. And uh, I think just not having clearly defined tools on how to, um, things to come back to, to keep, keep sort of seeding and growing uh, the things that we, we began to open up in the retreat was the biggest challenge. And I think what's different now in realizing that 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 was the challenge is getting concise, concise, um, measurable, attainable, uh, distilling down, you know, what is it, what are the practices that, uh, I can bring myself back to, um, every day when I'm, I'm back at home, back in the familiarity of things, what are the, what's the, the, the one thing or few things that, that can help me, um, continue to grow that seed of um, integration. And the other really important aspect I feel for me that has been very helpful is the camaraderie of community and having, you know, a a chat space, you know, um, via telegram has been 
really motivating just to wake up and see guys saying, I did my one thing, um, or this is what I'm struggling with, or just having that constant connection with community keeps bringing me back to what we opened up to and what we created. So it's like, it's really just kind of keeping, keeping the space going that we created in the retreat. So I think those are the two biggest things for me was just simple, you know, measurable, attainable uh, goals of, of what, what's one thing that I'm going to do. And for me, that was um, beginning to connect more with my food and praying over my food um, and, and that, that in and of itself is like a mini ceremony around my food. So, so, so the, the, the measurable thing and then community. Hell yeah. So for me, I second a lot of what Johnny just said is uh, a movement practice. So one thing that my commitment was, was to, to meditate and to journal, um, every day and also to do some breath works to, in the morning. So, uh, basically a meditation and a prayer, uh, for starting with some breath work, meditation and prayer in the morning, and then a little journal. And I was doing that after the last retreat, but as you said, the, the hard thing is to keep the, keep the momentum going. So, uh, for me, it's around commitment this time and not getting pulled into the old habits, which would be smoking too much weed going you know, it's a distraction for me. So, uh, basically you're forgetting, you're forgetting the experiences, not just from the retreat, but also from each day, from each experience. So my intention going into this retreat was actually to, to get a lot of clarity around being present and being present in the moment with my family, whether it's my mother or my son, um, or my girlfriend, Chelsea, like basically I just want to be very present when I'm there and not have the phone around. And because I've, I've noticed over these last six months, really since my egg was cracked, that it, 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 the distractions are what's pulling me back because then I'm not aware. I'm more in a, I'm in a different, you know, just faded zone and also the cannabis. So I've smoked less cannabis in the last six months than I ever have in my whole like last 20 years. So, um, but I can still feel that it's a big distraction for me and it does, you know, just fade my, my memory and my brain over. So for me, it's just about being clear. And so my big goals over these next 12 months, I don't want any substances. If I have a sip of alcohol, it's just one drink or, you know, two at the most. Uh, no weed whatsoever for 12 months. Uh, that's the big long-term goal. But uh, the, the way that I'm going to stay focused on that is basically uh, I'm, I'm doing the breath work in the morning, the meditation and the prayer and a little journaling for the next 30 days. Um, and then I think the support of the group, like how we, we hosted the integration call and then everybody kind of reaches out to one brother. Everybody just kind of picks somebody each week to kind of reach out to over the 30 days. And that way, because a lot of the stuff is habitual, it's, it's habits that I'm trying to put away so that I can seek out what my heart's true desire is, because basically I'm covering that up and then uh, just getting pulled into something that's meaningless. It's the, the time, like, um, like Dan was saying on the integration call of, two full months, if he were to break down um, his, his time on his phone, it's two full months out of the year of how much time that he was 
spending just wasting, not being productive. Um, so I've also done some stuff for the movement. Like Johnny said, like I would put an intention for the day in the journal and, um, you know, sometimes I do the classic stuff that I need for my body, but also just every other day I'm like, move your body differently today. So then I put, I pick a, a group of five exercises that I'm just not doing on a weekly basis and just mixing it up to remind myself to like break the monotony. And, and, uh, that's why I love the breath work that you shared, because even in the day, if I'm getting pulled in some direction where I'm either scatterbrained or I'm not focused or I'm tired to just, okay, now just stop and do the breath work, like five to seven minutes to, to change it, you know? And I used to go and do a walk or something like that in the middle of the day for that kind of stuff. But I think just adding in some different, um, some different ideas, uh, for me, is going to be the the most helpful thing, either the breath work, some movement, and then also just logging every day because the logging in the journal helps me, me to be present and helps me to remember exactly um, how I'm living my life. You know, like we did the solstice dinner at your house and to write about that and how special it was. And then I went back and read everything yesterday from my journal from, from this retreat all the way through to that journal entry. And then I was like, wow, this is a, a nice, you know, record of what your last month has been like. And so that's how I'm trying to, to do my thing moving forward. Oh, I love that, bro. Yeah, I think to a few things, to piggyback on two things that you each said, you know, in this last, when we had our integration call, one of the things that we shared with the guys, we guys, as we were setting our 30 our day commitments is to not only have that commitment, but to chunk it down and chunk it down and chunk it down, meaning to simplify it even more, even more, even more so that on your worst effing day, on your worst effing day, if you forget during the whole day to do whatever it is, your one commitment, you could literally do it while you're, or some component of it while you're in bed. So I know Johnny, one of the things that you're going to do is, is this prayer before you eat. And if you forget to say that prayer to connect with your food, and you miss that time, you're just going to place your hand on your belly and give thanks then. And I think that is just so, so helpful. And so uh, choosing a commitment that even on your worst day that we can all do and all of these men can do and not feel like a failure because we didn't get you know, the exact you know, 30-minute meditation in each day or whatever it is, just taking five breaths in bed, then you're still on path. So that's one thing. Uh, I think that's really different with with moving forward and how we're all moving forward and the guys. But the second thing is, you know, this this concept of brotherhood and community. I think for many years, honestly, up until we started doing these events, it was a source of pride for me to uh, not ask for help. I could fucking do it. I can do it. And even like when I would ask for help, if if I would, it would be like very strategic and not wanting to ask too much. And there'd be hesitation and fears and the fear of rejection. And oh no, I, I can handle all this. And I've really, as a result of so much of my relationship with you guys and the containers that we've created in, in this experience, but in other experiences that we've had, I think the brotherhood component is critical. And also to add to that, the frequency of touch points, like having a, we, that's, you know, one of the reasons why we wanted Tyler and I to create this monthly men's workout, of course, is to create this brotherhood of community, 
but selfishly because we need it. And so now we have a monthly men's workout where we go to. We're going to be organizing these one-day events, low-cost things, things that, yes, we want to offer out there to the world, but selfishly, like staying in the process and realizing that as men, we don't need to do it all ourselves. Now, I will say like self-accountability has been huge for me and I know for men and also the recognition that, damn, it is so much, it's so nourishing when I get to talk to Johnny, Justin, Tyler, Drew and, and hear what you guys are going through and hear your struggles and also hear what you're committed to. Like it just inspires me. And so I think for me moving forward, the biggest change is like, to set up more opportunities to connect with with our groups and and the people that we want to connect with and support. And also the recognition that not only do I not have to do this all on my own, but I don't want to do it all on my own. So that I think the frequency of connection moving forward and at least having a once a month at bare minimum time where I'm connecting with at least one other guy or in our group, I'm absolutely going to carry that moving forward. Yeah, I feel like in times past when I've gone to other retreats or different ceremonies and had this huge awakening aha experience, it's like coming back, the lesson I've learned over and over again is essentially having those rituals, whether it's praying over your food and having the different practices. And it's like I have that experience or I've had that experience multiple times. And uh, there's like this, this lesson within, it's like, piece of art like you get to look at the piece of art every single day and you're like oh that reminds me of da, 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 fill in the blank and so one of the big shifts i had on this last retreat uh, as far as commitments is as simple as it sounds to me or maybe to others is really just writing down my goals every single day and in more specific writing it down right before i go to bed and i'm really just utilizing that as playing off of different things I've learned over time is like your subconscious uh, goes to work while you're asleep, right? So if I finish my last couple of thoughts, whatever has gone throughout the day, if I do that right before I go to bed, set that down, um, I'm working on letting my subconscious just reach, reach those through. And then when I wake up in the morning, it's right next to my bed. So I can just open it up. I'm like, okay, go to work on these things. So it's in the back of my mind, but it's not a stress because I'm always thinking about it. And so all of my actions throughout the day, what I do, what I don't do, choices I make are all surrounded around reaching those goals. And that therefore, what I've noticed is that like picking up on my calendar, uh, reaching out to people, answering texts sooner than later, doing sort different things where I've noticed like in times past where just like, oh man, the integrity part of like following up with stuff has been low. Um, it's It's been a big shift, big shift that way. And I think, yeah, just to second the community aspect of just being able to reach out and just send a message and be like, hey, like, let's connect on this. I want to learn from you. I, I would like to, you know, get some more input, some advice on X, Y, Z. Uh, it's, it's been phenomenal so far. So just keeping it up. Yeah. So for me and my experience of of different retreats and different uh, what we call label peak experiences. Uh, the biggest thing that com- that came up for me and as I've evolved is the, the the knowing or the realization that there isn't this one thing. 
Like I was searching for this one thing that was going to make me whole or change my life. Uh, that, okay, I go and I do this weekend and my life is forever changed and that's it. Like I did that weekend, cool. And then I go back and then everything should be different. And I think that's where I got caught up in the past is this idea of should be different. Uh, and for anybody who might be planning to do uh, something along these lines, that would be my biggest piece of advice is just the understanding. And, and maybe you just have to experience it for yourself that yes, um, it's all, I compare it to like the, the frog being boiled in the pot, right? Like you don't realize that everything is changing and it's this more slow, gradual, at least in my experience, that's how it ends up happening. And it's, I guess it can be this huge rift, but um, to, to, to expect that you're going to have this huge rift and uh, your, everything will be uplifted or, or, or transformed um, to just taper that back a little bit and understand the opportunity to do that's going to be created. And it, it's for me, just like a slow process of evolving. And as I, as I look back from you know three years ago and who I was and who I was surrounded by and what I was doing and what my thoughts and uh, my career and all of that, I'm like, it's insane the amount of transformation that's taken place but it didn't happen in this blink of an eye or the snap of a finger. It's, it's, yeah, it's that much more the, 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 the frog being boiled in the pot where it's like, Oh, I didn't, I just became the thing over time. So that would be the biggest, if I were to go back and talk to myself three years ago four no, five years ago, when I first did my first uh, retreat experience, I would, I would have that conversation with him and, and tell him and tell him that. Um, and for, how I really approach things differently within integration is like you all were saying is to realize the power of small changes and that this is all a process of remembering and forgetting, remembering, forgetting, and to be graceful, uh, gracious with myself and to be easy on myself. Right. And that if I do fall back into old patterns, that everything I did that weekend is, you know, I would run this, uh, this story of like, oh, everything is now null and void. I didn't achieve the thing. I didn't find the one thing. Okay. Now I need to go find the next thing that's going to transform me. And it's, it's realizing that no matter, and in everything that I'm doing, it's just coming down to what, where can I remember? Um, and when I do forget, be gracious with myself and close the gap of forgetting and remembering. And every, every time it's just continuing to close that gap. And that's why having small things, uh, small practices, small rituals to allow myself to remember, to disrupt, to get off of autopilot, to disrupt those patterns, the pattern of distraction, like you were speaking into Justin, I really resonate with that. Uh, so to have those small little disruptions of, you know, just hosting this dinner this past week, um, being in the container and, and, and putting myself out there more, it's, it's, it feels awkward. It feels clunky at first. And that to me is perfect when it feels clunky, when it feels out of, out of, out of whack in a little bit where I feel like vulnerable. Perfect. That's a disruption. It's putting me uh, further uh, away from these patterns and practices and those habits that have ingrained and kept me um, from evolving into the person who I want to become. And that's ultimately where I put my uh, attention is there's this person who I, uh, let's call it the Tyler's higher self or this idealized version, right? And I imagine most of us have this entity or concept within us of this person that we're striving to become. And it's this paradox of like, we are already it and 
their practices and 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 rituals and remembering to bring us closer to that person who we want to become. So uh, within my commitments for the next 30 days, it's just spending five minutes holding my partner uh, because the, you know, the intimacy and the connection is something that I really want to work to cultivate. And I know that that's going to have a huge ROI and I've already noticing it within my relationship. And it's just like, oh, I remember I hold it for five minutes and it feels different. It's allowing those those walls that have built up over time, the rigidity, the the resistance to allowing others in, it's beginning to melt that pattern back and groove and allow my nervous system to adopt this new way of being. So uh, that would be the the biggest change and transformations when it comes to integration. It's just this process of remembering and forgetting and having little little things that just disrupt you, get you off of autopilot, allow you to remember, get yourself back and reconnect with that why and to honor and to, uh, yeah, to honor what you worked on or built on, on that weekend, on that retreat, on that peak experience. Beautiful. The meat and potatoes to any achievement in life or any achievement worth, worth going after for me is consistency whether it's in our workouts, frequency, and therefore consistency trumps everything. I mean, yes, loads, reps, sets is so important. But if we only train our bodies and our minds just one day a month, might have some benefit, but it's those daily things that we do each day or each week. Those are the things that are responsible for, in my opinion, the greatest changes and achievements in life. And so when we're looking at that, there's so many things that get in the way, whether it's the distractions, whether it's, as you're hearing in this podcast, the familiarity of relationships, whether it's our self-sabotage pattern. So there's so many things that can get in the way. And with that said, that is why this is the perfect time that I wanted to introduce to you this new opportunity that I've got happening at the end of September. I'm taking applications right now for men who are interested, ready, and willing to step into a path towards inspired action, consistent inspired action alongside other men. This is a small exclusive experience. I'm bringing together 12 men. And these are things that I do in my own one-on-one practice, what we do at the retreat. And there is essentially two types of themes we're working with. The first half of the program is all around the theme of excavation. Excavating those beliefs, those behavior, those patterns, many of which we are unconscious to that are running the show, that are holding us back or limiting us or providing deep challenge and deep struggle. Then the second half of the program is all around that inspired action piece. What is possible now? Now that we've identified that level of awareness, that we're in a group of brothers, in a group of men, now what are we going to do? And what are the duties, roles, responsibilities, and commitments needed to enact day in and day out so that when we lay our head on that pillow at night, we can say to ourselves, according to my scale, today was a good day. If you're interested in joining me and 12 other men, we will start this program at the end of September, but I am taking applications right now because this will be a very limited size group experience. It will be very intimate. There is one-on-one coaching included in it as well. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes and you can find out more information and or send this to a man in your life who would be uh, a great fit for this. I look forward to hearing you soon. Now let's get back to the show. 
So the next question that I want to bring up, and I'd love to hear what's on your minds and your hearts, fellas, is, and I'll start with you again, Johnny. It's this concept of, and I shared it a little earlier about, we return home and we return home by and large to an environment of familiarity. Okay. An an environment where like even, let's just say, if we were to shift things in our environment, whether it's where our uh, furniture is placed in the house, or maybe we, you know, buy a, a water filtration system, or we 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 buy you know different food, whatever it is that we change in our environment, so that you know we have these practices that support us. Now that's all like beautiful and cool, and one of the most challenging aspects is coming back to an environment where others who weren't on the retreat or weren't a part of this experience, whether it's friends or family members or coworkers, they know us through the historical patterns and relationships at which they've known us our whole life. And so it can be really challenging as we interface with people who have these historical relationships with us uh, for you know them to even set down who they think we are and, and the person that we're stepping into. And so... The question is, is what insight and advice from your own life experience can you offer uh, that might be supportive to um, handling, managing, navigating relationships when you come home uh, to this new version of yourself? So what insight can you share on that? Awesome. That's a great question. Thank you. I think for me, one of the things that sort of maybe on a subconscious level, but definitely consciously at times since being back from the retreats is, is honestly taking inventory of the relationships that I have and how I'm showing up in those relationships and just being honest with myself. Like, am I, what am I doing in that relationship that is maybe not serving me or that other person as well as I would want, or, you know, how can I show up better in that relationship? How can I improve my end of that relationship? You know, so it's first for me have been just kind of just taking a step back, looking at all my relationships and just seeing how am I showing up and how, how do I want to show up a little bit better? And then, um, so for instance, you know, off this last retreat, it was Father's Day this past Sunday. And um, I decided that when I was going to talk to my father uh, this past uh, Father's Day, that I would do something that I normally have never done in the past, which was to engage him in deeper conversation, engage him in essentially an interview of his father. And so for me, that was, that was actually stepping out of a certain level of a comfort zone for myself because I had just never done that in the past. So it was like identifying, okay, I've never really done this with him and I want to show up differently. And so I'm going to choose to try and step into this part of myself that I haven't really, you know, explored yet. So it's like having the courage to do that. And, and then doing it, you know, and seeing how that goes and, and just trying to uh, flow with that. And um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's like identify how you are continuing to show up in your relationships. And then, you know, what's one thing or 
yeah, essentially I, I would I would say what's kind of like one thing that you can change about how you show up on your end of that relationship and then trying to sort of foster and seed that growth to see how it ends up changing the other person and how it ends up changing your relationship. And after that conversation with my dad, I immediately felt closer to him. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of like case in point. So for me, after the first retreat, I, um, a big thing was when we went through the Enneagram, which is the personality test and basically those, those four F's of like how you respond to different people. And you had us write about, I think three different relationships. And I think I chose my mother, my son and, uh, Chelsea, my girlfriend. And, um, to really start to look at, do I fight? Do I flight? Do I facade or freeze in, in any, in any of those relationships? So it's very interesting little exercise to go through, to recognize, exactly what I'm doing and how I'm reacting and behaving. So after the first retreat, um, it was easy to recognize, but again, like as time goes on and when the heat of the moment, um, it, it started to become more of a reactive versus like taking a step back and, and taking the breath. And, um, also again, (laughs) uh, back to the substances, like when you're, when you are, when I would have whatever stuff in my system or the next day, it's like the reaction is definitely more. And so that's what uh, over the last six months, I've noticed I need to be clear. I need to be sober. I don't need any junk in my system. And I'm like probably uh, almost two months clean of everything. Yeah. And hitting the sauna and my workouts. And uh, so just feeling clean and clear. Um, So for me, it's, it's been about recognizing those reactions. But then also Andrew said something very special to me during our ceremony in um, January. First, he encouraged me, no, no weed, no pot 30 days because you're disassociated. It's a disassociative. And um, I, I, you know, I handled that challenge, but then again, like as soon as I reached back for it, it was like, you know, I'm back on the Snoop flow. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, and I recognize that. And it would be a couple of days and I'd be like, okay, you need to kill it, take back control. But then it'd be like kind of on and off the wagon a little bit. And that's why uh, leading up to the retreat, I was like, I don't want to smoke one month out from the retreat. So I'd stop May 11th. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, for me, he said to uh, speak from your heart, not your head. And I was like, oh, wow. Because if you really listen to what your heart wants to say, um, because for me, it's immediate, you know, once I, once I get into that, that, that pattern. So uh, that was a big part of walking away from this treat is to, to really listen to people first and have some compassion from where they're coming from, because you've gone through these experiences and they haven't, and they see you as little Justin or old Justin, you know? And so to go, okay, you know, have some compassion for where this person is at. And then what can I say to, to, to lighten the, the load or lighten the tension in the room and to, to have it positive, you know, how do I, how do I do that? But without facading, you know, so, uh, but that takes time in, in really every interaction. And also, and I do get pulled back. Part of uh, something I journaled about the other day was just to analyze it, analyze like what happened in that situation versus just going to sleep and forgetting about it. Just give it a few minutes of thought of like, okay, how could you have handled it differently? And 
can you reach out at this point and, and smooth it over and say something from your heart? Yeah, what, what comes up for me is uh, the analogy. I don't know if it'll make a ton of sense, but like when Lauren and I had our son, Luca, like so much of where my focus and energy was placed was, especially, I mean, we did a bunch of preparation before, but was so much around the birth experience. And one of the biggest surprises or things for me, and, and our friend, Dr. Nathan Riley, the holistic OBGYN, shared this with us. And he's like, you know, he didn't say the birth experience is easy, but he was just something to that effect. He's like, you guys are going to do great, you know, and that you guys are a team, like you guys are going to do this thing great. Where you guys, in his experience, should really focus is on the relationship afterwards. And just having that seeded was very helpful. So I knew a little bit what to expect. And now being in it, I can't even express how important it is when we're not sleeping, when so much like we have an infant who he's purposely codependent on us to take care of his needs. And that comes, there's costs with that. So time for intimacy alone, like self-care time, like all of those things. I wouldn't trade it for the world. But the fact of the matter is, is like this phase, they, I, even with the infant developing, like I, I was hearing that, that you, we all know three trimesters, but the 40 days after they typically call it the fourth trimester. So realizing like there's many more quarters to this game than we, <laughs> than we oftentimes think. And so just being mentally prepared that like when we go home, that I think for me in the past, it was like, I go home, it's like, oh man, I have these relationships. This is like really tough or challenging. I'm fucking reactive. I'm triggered. But for me, as simple as it sounds, like the recognition that that is still a, like, that is like a big part of this process. Like you have this, re- this event or experience for four days, but it just the fucking grounded realization that this doesn't stop here. The work continues. And as opposed to saying, I'm going to disconnect for four days and my life's going to be miraculously different, it may be. But I think, again, going back to that fourth trimester or the real work is, is how are we going to take these things home? And those triggers and all that stuff, as uncomfortable as it may be, that's how we grow as well, you know, and maybe grow in a different way. Um, and so, with that said, I think the two components for me that I'm still working on is one, to hold healthy limits and boundaries. So to, to fucking own what I'm doing and to, to do my best to represent myself and whether it's choices in how I'm going to take care of myself or things that I'm not okay with, things that are hell yeses, hell noes. So owning my boundaries within those relationships. But on the flip side as well, just like as I would request from anybody for them to be compassionate with me because I'm going through a process, the, the opportunity is also for me to be compassionate with them because they didn't, they weren't there. They have no idea. And you know, I could share one of the things, the aha moment that I had, but they weren't there. They weren't with that energy. They didn't have 16, 18 guys with them who knows all the things that we've been going through on each day. And so I would just invite myself and, and do my best to just as I want to be compassionate to them, or I want them to be compassionate to me, I also need to model that as well. So to recognize that they do have 36 years of knowing me as, as the, whatever they've made this idea 
how they've perceived me. And so can I learn even at the most basic level or um, just to, you know, if they share a projection, okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing your experience and just putting it to rest like that. Thank you for sharing your experience and your truth, which may or may not be the truth. But if I can just give them gratitude and leave it there and just trust that the more that I honor myself and try to model the changes uh, in my life and learn to express acceptance and compassion, I think the net gain will be a positive shift. I feel like seconding exactly what you just said (laughs) in the sense of what came up for me as you were saying that was those projections, you know, because a lot of times it's going to come from family members and friends who've known you for however long. But the thing that really came up for me is that that I've done since this retreat in times past is accepting and being okay with putting a relationship on pause, right? Like not, not writing that person or those people off completely, but just being like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do this for me. I'm going to do me. And you're either going to see it or you won't see it, but I'm just going to live this life in this certain way. And then we may be able to hit the play button again or whatever the record button again, just to continue that on. But putting, putting those relationships on pause has been like a really uh, big shift for me and being okay with it. Cause a lot of times, you know, uh, when we do that, it's like, Oh no, this is the end of a friendship we've had for so long. It's like, no, it's all right. I'm just going to push pause and just, you know, set up, set up those boundaries in a solid way where it's like, you know, if I reflect back on, you know, being honest with myself and how people view me in certain ways, it's like the jokester or whatever it is. And I'm just like, I like to have fun, but at the same time, I've also, you know, changed certain aspects of my life where that's not how it, like I'm really working at taking things seriously and and bringing this stuff to people uh, in an effort to one, help myself and help them, you know, reach whatever level of health and peace that they're looking for. And so, yeah, if there's one thing that I take away from that is just like being okay with putting shit on pause, right? And then like, hey, it's not forever. Like things can continue. So this process of uh, relationships and uh, um, maintaining uh, my integrity within relationships, first thing I want to just point out is that for anybody who does one of these peak experiences and become the proselytizer, right? And want to tell you everything and you have to go this, my invitation is to be that. And like Mike was saying, model it, right? Rather than talk about it, be it and allow people to get curious. There's a a saying or a a quote from one of the retreats is be the lighthouse, right? So when you are it, when you be it, then you are shining that light and allowing others to be curious. And then if they are curious and want to get to know more or anything that you've been interested or diving into, then you can share. But to to push it on people and and to try and force change onto others and and like plant your flag in the ground is is a challenging proposition. Uh, the next thing I want to speak into is this idea of so and so triggered me and switching that so and so I reacted in this way. So rather than this triggered me, I reacted. And the more I can get connected with myself and noticing in this relationship what came up within me and how I um, got pushed that way. It's a, an invitation for myself to, to go back and to uh, tend to with, within me needs my attention. Now, uh, a similar pattern uh, of distraction that I run is this in relationship, essentially 
trying to figure out who do you want me to be? Who do you want me to be in order to make myself feel safe? So I can make you laugh. I can make you feel good. So that creates safety within me. Like, oh yes, I did it. Now I'm safe. And the, the issue that comes with that is I lose my connection with self by trying to figure out what who do you want me to be? So a big practice for me is continuing to stay grounded and connected with myself. And a big part of that is just connecting with the sensations within my body. Justin mentioned, rather than come from your thought, come from your heart. And to me, that's that's what that where that practice begins. It's just getting familiar with the sensations in your body um, and noticing when you're contracting, tensing up. Oh, like I'm in this group of people and I'm noticing like my solar plexus are contracting. Take a breath, whew, like that opens some space and allows me to stay grounded in self. Um, and then last piece I want to speak into is just what we've been talking about is this idea of community and this sense of brotherhood and having uh, now, man, I would say 30, 40, 50 men who have all seen me, witnessed me with all my vulnerabilities, with all my, what I would deem flaws, uh, and to be accepted, loved, and supported through that, it gives me a sense of resilience. So when I step into a container where I feel vulnerable or I feel like an outcast or an outsider, uh, or any of that insecurity that comes up, I can reflect and like, oh no, like I had a group of, you know, 20 plus guys all, you know, respecting me, honoring me and acknowledging me for the man who I am. So it gives me that more sense of security, confidence within myself, stepping into these new containers. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Well, as we wrap this up, guys, um, we're going to do kind of, uh, as concisely as we can for time's sake, if we were to look at just to present this idea of with, within this work, may, maybe we can separate it into four phases, but I'm going to present this linearly, but this doesn't typically happen in a step-by-step way. But if we were to look at it in four stages, you have maybe the preparation stage before an event where you're doing like what you're saying, Justin, a month before you're sacrificing something, you're work, you're putting that energy, that intention, that can be game changer you know, and, and any, you know, preparing for any type of experience. Then you have the experience itself, which there might be a, a great level of healing and of excavation and rawness and moving through stuff. So you have the experience itself. Then you have the integration phase when you return home. And that's what the biggest focus of what we're talking about today. And then if we wanted to kind of head it into one more progression, it's like when we do integration long enough, then we stabilize those changes right? So as we close this out, um, what I would love to invite you guys each to share as concisely as you can is whether you want to anchor in something that you already said today, what would be one tip for either integration or stabilization that you want to leave people with? And again, it could be something you already shared that you want to drive home, or is there anything else that comes up that has been really valuable in integrating and stabilizing these things for the long term. It's great. For me, again, it comes back to finding very simple things that you can begin to change that, again, are no-brainers, that are easy. Distill it down to something that is very easily done on a daily basis that acts as a little seed that uh, over time creates a, a sort of this ripple effect because that's what you're trying to do is you're trying to change patterns, patterns that have been ingrained for such a long time. And you don't need to try and make bite off more than you can chew. 
Um, really, you know, it's the power is in the simplicity of something that you can do very easily. That's just beginning to interrupt the broken record of the pattern that you are, or that you continue to do. So if you can find one, two, or three simple things that you know you can do that's going to just start interrupting that pattern and set you set the spin of the new pattern off in the direction of your growth, then that's all it is. It's just basic, simple little things that eventually become snowballs. I, I'm going to say just being okay with, with being bored. Hmm. Like I, I think that every, there's, from the time we wake up, there's just always something. There's always something in our face or thoughts towards work or people or relationships. And um, I think just being quiet, like TV off, uh, no phone, whether you want to meditate, pray, write, uh, read, but just being cool with just being bored. Um, Because I'm just noticing that the new generation, you know, whether they're nine, 10, 11 years old, they're always, wherever they go, they go to the restaurant, they have the phone, they go sit in the doctor's office with the mom, they have a phone, uh, they play in the game. So it's like, if you take that thing from the kid, the kid is going to be like off the walls, like what's next, you know, very, very, um, just, uh, looking for the next little stimulation. So I think that all these stimulations are, are distracting us. And so for me, it's just, um, really shutting that down and, and being with myself. So that would be my suggestion of, of really trying to, uh, change things. Of course, movement, you know, the men of movement, it's like, you know, our thing is movement. So my, my thing is to change my energy to move. And then this time it's okay. Don't do the same type of movement. Do Qigong, do, do, do yoga, do something that you don't normally do. Um, but also just being able to, to have no movement, just to, just to, to, to learn to be bored and be content and be, uh, going inwards and be with yourself. You know, as we're sharing this, like, I'm just super present to how good this feels just to connect with you guys and to have this conversation. And like, that's what I was saying in the beginning, like this is a round table discussion. And so much of what we do at the event is like every single, there's a lot of sharing every single night we're around the fire. Um, again, we're doing these monthly men's workouts for free. We're, we're doing these one day events. And so for me, I think, and this isn't just for men, but the topic today is, is so focused on, on the needs of men and what could be supportive to, to men. And it would be to find some type of men's group, some type. And if you don't have one in your area, this is a call up to start one because there is something invaluable about having conversations like this so that not only can we witness each other in our own path and healing and growth and challenges, but also there's tremendous power in being witnessed. And so the magic or the medicine of being witnessed and then witnessing someone else and then doing so in community, I don't think can be understated. And the only additional layer that I'll add to that, which I found to be really helpful, uh, is getting out in nature. So whether that's individually or as a group, that's why we do the workouts typically outside or in different locations or, you know, the meta movement retreat is on an organic farm. Typically like, uh, the call to be with men 
at least once a month that you can have raw, legit conversations, get feedback, be heard, hear others. And then if you can incorporate some level of even taking a walk outside or some level of nature, I found to be really supportive. Yeah, I think for mine, it's very simplistic. And what I started with as far as like what to emphasize of having goals, even if it's one or two, three goals that you have in mind. But in addition to that, or or even more important to that, is having the faith that the steps that you do on a daily basis are actually going to help you get there. So I think about it like, I think I've heard it a few times about someone planting a seed. It's like, if you have a seed you know is going to like produce a plant for you, fruit, whatever, flower, you put it in the soil, what are you going to do? You're going to water it, but there's, you can't make the day go faster. You can't make the seasons, you can't change all that stuff. You have faith that that thing's going to grow and you're going to do your best for it. So like when I'm putting my intention into writing those goals down, I'm having faith that the steps I'm taking are going to help me get there. So that's like that that thing I would just say to emphasize is have a goal. Doesn't matter what it is, just stick to it. And I believe mine will just be a combination of everything that you guys said <laughs> from Johnny. The the one thing, small disruptions, that's gonna help cement day to day. Um, and then having things on the calendar, Mike, where you're meeting with a friend, a mentor, a group, uh, so you can get back in that flow. Uh, and encourage even more growth and and begin to to kind of feel out what you've been working on individually, get into a group and receive that feedback is super important. Justin, what came up for me in the, the thing around boredom is like, what are you unwilling to feel? And, and being uh, able to dive into that and being able to feel that because boredom is a big one. I have a lot of resistance around boredom. And because behind, for me, behind boredom is, is fear, terror sometimes, very uncomfortable sensation. So what are you unwilling to feel? And then for you, Drew, uh, having a, a focus, having an attention of where I want to go. And because if you don't have a direction without a rudder, then you're just going to be spitting off in all certain d- different directions. So uh, focus on who do you want to become? What are you looking to uh, cultivate? Uh, small little disruptions. What are you unwilling to feel? Having things on the calendar when you're meeting with others to be able to get feedback. Beautiful, gentlemen. Thank you guys so much for sharing your wisdom, life experience, being a bro- being brothers alongside <laughs> me in this journey. Um, and thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys found uh, some some level of value. And if you did, please do share this podcast with a friend, a family member who could benefit. And if you are in a man and you are a man and you potentially live in the Bay Area or don't, like hit us up, hit up any one of us, you know, five. And, uh, you know, whether it's join one of the free workouts that we do, linking up to, to get more information on the events that we're running, uh, we will be growing this work. Like this is, uh, if it's one thing that I'm very committed to and am super inspired and in witnessing is how each of us are committed to having a, having a ripple effect in our families and in our communities. And each one of us live a life of service. And so we love to serve. And if you are listening and you are needing support, uh, please hit us up. We would love to be connected with you and to, uh, to grow this movement of men supporting men and uh, doing so from, uh, as we say, leading from the middle. So leading from our hearts. So thank you, gentlemen, so much. Appreciate thank you. you guys. Thank you, thank Mike. You. Yep. Boom. Together we rise. Together we rise. Together we rise. Oh! All right, guys. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for listening. 
be sure to follow the podcast on Apple and leave a review. It means a lot. We all have a path, and I'd love to hear how this podcast has inspired you in some way to live yours.